Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 19th of April 2020. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today Zachary Burgess. Three more weeks. And Robert Kep. You know it's going to be more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the that, lit- That's just bullshit, that three more week thing. Well, it's three weeks between their reviewing whether we need the love of three weeks. It's, it's like it's not actually it's not actually a deadline, it's a review deadline. They're just stalling. That's fine. I, I mean, you've got to say something, so you just say three. I don't get why they didn't say four weeks. It's a bit more round. Well, it's just, I'm sure they have a schedule that that meeting happens on, and it just happens to have been chosen to be three weeks at the time. I guess so. Maybe I mean, they were talking about the, 12 yeah. weeks at the beginning, and then... <laughs> Which is so... a convenient division of three. <laughs> also a <of> four. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's when the uh, the scientists operate on the, the, whatever agency they have. They've always operated on a three week schedule, so we're just sticking to it. <laughs> Speculation. In fairness, that's what our dev cycle runs on. It's about three weeks. You're on three week iterations, are you? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's quite good. We I, we usually do two weeks, but I haven't done Scrum for a long time now. Problem with two weeks is is you just um. You end up having a lot more meetings than yep. work sometimes. It's all, it's all ceremony. All the time. We Not just that do... I mind that. I quite we... enjoy a good meeting. Oh, good meetings are good. It's the, it's the not good meetings. It's hmm. uh, As far as I'm concerned, it's having a chat and uh, not so much actual work. So, it's fine. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, maybe you should switch to two-week iterations. No, I know. Not, but... The, the, uh, do you do estimation? Uh, yeah, we do a bit of that. In, in, in like sprint planning or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's uh... a. <laughs> I hate it because it's always just like, this yeah. doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> or Basically. I have no idea. Uh, make it worse. So and then you always feel bad for making it worse because someone's waiting on it. And it's like, yeah, but I can't guarantee any sort of decent time. Yeah, I mean, you've got you're supposed to be saying how long you think it's going to take, not like um, worrying about it taking too long or something like that. It's really hard, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You don't really know sometimes. Yeah, usually In fact, people understand most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the idea is, isn't it, that you get as a team, you get used to it if you keep doing the same kind of work. But what in my experience, the work changes and people join and and leave like at a rate that means that never happens yeah yeah or other things come up or the market changes or yeah we realize we've been doing the wrong thing and then it's like well then you've got to reshift it or someone else can't make a thing anymore because they don't have a factory that works we theoretically do kanban with no estimation so and then we track cards we track cycle time or whatever. So the idea is that if you, I mean, who knows if it works, but the idea is that if you size things roughly the same, um, then roughly, I mean, I don't know. So that nothing is like 10 times bigger than another ticket. Then you, then the size of the tickets averages out and you just count mm. ticket throughput. And that actually gives you a reasonable projections of like when stuff's going to get done yeah and then you don't have to sit all day doing planning poker and trying to figure out hmm, is this a three or a five <laughs> uh, 
well, that sort of always sort of makes sense until until you come across a job. The worst ones for me are jobs where it's like you're having to go across so much of the system, and it's like, well, I can't really say do this bit here, do this bit here, do this bit here, because each bit is probably tiny. But then it just results in implement the thing, which is huge. Yeah, <laughs> there's like the middle ground is like almost impossible to properly ascertain. So you end up with some arbitrary split somewhere, like part one. <laughs> yeah epic of giganticness part one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh man software yeah it's do you have a sort of super um sometimes you can get like scrum masters or like project managers who are really really into it and um like uh... oh i've i've worked with a few before <laughs> yeah. but uh but they but they were good right they was the right yeah I think it's good i haven't had like those um you know Super strict uh, rulings. We keep we keep messing with it. There's quite a lot of process discussion at work and being like, well, maybe we should oh, do it this good. way. Well, maybe we should do it this way. Maybe all of the teams should do it the same way. <laughs> well, no, because isn't that part of the agile is that you adapt to what works for your team, right? Yeah, until management get involved. Right, and that's the, that's. And yeah. then they're like, well, we want it consistent, so we know what's going on, and it's like, yeah, mm. no. <laughs> surely you want it efficient, not not. I don't know. I guess it's like they need good reporting so they can see. Yeah, that's what well. happens is basically finance get involved at some point and then they're like, oh, can we, can we use all this to track it? And they're like, uh, it's not really what it's for, exactly. but I guess you could. And then, of course, everything has to work in the same regimented way then. And then it's not going to work well for all teams because it's no. not one size fits all. And then you're back at the beginning. What we need is another tool that they don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> so you can plan your work out out of band from from the reporting. But then you end yeah. up like some some poor person's job is to try and, you know, put what's actually happening into the shitty system. Oh, that's called our head of department. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had that for a bit. <laughs> oh man. It it's amazing how it's just the same everywhere. Not the same. Not not people do the same thing everywhere, but like the same shit is happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's yeah. It's it's just it's natural in a way. The roles yeah, of different departments and different people fight against how those roles need to happen, and the yeah. two don't quite align. So you, they always end up being jostled to see if uh, they can make them align, and it's not. It's just mm, doesn't never quite works. Oh, agile. Do they use hire more in, people uh... to fill in the gaps? <laughs> that's why we have managers. Oh no! I think they do use agile in um, the video game industry, don't they? But not all, not oh. all developers, but some do. Oh, it's probably just yeah, just incredibly loose. Like I don't know. I suppose a lot of the bigger studios must have a process that they've nailed down over the must years do. to be like, oh, this dri- is just how we make games. What? I was watching Gary drive through. Los Santos in Grand Theft Auto, again thinking, how the hell did this ever get put together? <laughs> like, like that must be so many people's work all had to like coordinate so that you could drive down the street in that game. It's just crazy. And to a certain, yeah, a lot of it though you can you can understand, right? It's like, oh, we've got some buildings that need doing. Yeah, so okay. With the art the artwork for the modeling for these can all happen in parallel fairly easily. Yeah. And, and the, the game designers can just put down big boxes where they know this building's going to be for now, even if they don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. 
I guess that's true. And it's like, yeah, some some of it is like uh, there's a lot of proxy in that goes on in game dev along yeah. the way, and it's uh, which is one because it's one of those mediums where you can do that and you can put a lot of placeholders in and work it out as you go, which isn't true of all software. Mm. Um, in fact, it's a pain in the ass. I find the whole like faking Mocking. stuff, yeah, yeah, thing like I I I find it really irritating doing things that way. You'd rather uh, work with the real system, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because then you know it works. Yeah, I know. If you mock it up, it's like it's no guarantee. I, my project and... that I'm currently working on, we're going to have to mock everything because the the actual backend is not doesn't exist. So, you know, it's being theoretically yeah, done. Um, yeah. The the project I'm on at the moment has a little bit of that because it relies on a bit of hardware I don't have mm. and probably can't have for a while. So, it's so like an emulator for the hardware you can use, or it, well, yeah, I'm gonna have to just fake some data somewhere in right. the chain. Yeah, classic. Ah, uh, software. That's how it goes. It's weird. Now I'm at home all the time, right? Because of everything. Doing my job weirdly feels like more of a job. Me too. It's yeah. like the whole work from home thing is back, and it's like I worked so hard to get away from that. <laughs> the last year was nice. I know, I know. It, I, I've never really liked working from home um, myself, but it is a little bit different when everyone is working from home. I, I, think I suppose, it's... yeah. There's a lot more people willing to pick up a phone. Yeah, because um, they feel like obligated to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm getting a bit fed up with it now. Uh, and it's not three more, more weeks anyway. It's foreseeable future, I think. <laughs> of course, it's, it's only three more weeks. <laughs> they are so just placating the masses at this point, right? Be like, hey, it's, oh. you've, you've, how much time have you done so far? Well, yeah, we can do that again, right? It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Without, without quietly saying, well, and there might be a five more of those. I mean, what they'll... I mean, no one knows what they're going to do because no one has any idea what they're supposed to do. But uh, I think it may, would make sense that they're going to do it staggered, right? Where like people who can't work at all will get to go back to work and people who are mm. fine working from home will have to continue for six months or, or maybe yeah, longer. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I expect yeah, we'll probably. be at home. And Zach, you'll be at home. <laughs> It'll just be people who uh, are really stuck. Um that can go out. Maybe we'll be able to get haircuts at some point. <laughs> no, I'm just it. letting the beard go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got I, a beard I'm, now I'm, for the first time ever. Excellent. Yep. I mean, it's pretty pathetic compared to yours, but <laughs> I'm I'm doing I'm turning it to you, man. I've uh, did my first 5k run today. Excellent. Time? Actually, no. <laughs> don't don't need to share that. That's a. Can I? Uh, I don't know what's good though. Exactly. Uh, and there is no good or bad, really. It's just every, if you, you know, everyone's time is their own. Yeah, well, I can share it. Is it? It's not a personal best if it's your first one, is it? Technically not, no. No, it's like a baseline. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-five fifty-seven. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, that's quick. Is that quick? I've never done a twenty-five. What? No, twenty-five fifty-seven. Never done a. I've literally so like, never done a twenty-five. It's more I've like never 26, done a, twenty-six. Twenty-six. I've never done a twenty-six. What? But I was running, and there were people running past me, like twice as fast as me. Uh, I don't know who they were. Maybe they were like military people or something. That's anyway, 
is it? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I, I need to get a different app now because I've been doing this five to couch to five k app. Because what happened was, yeah, maybe it is fast because, um, well, my, because like the last week of the program is like you run 20, 20, 20 minutes and then a two minute break and then four minutes. And then the second day you run 28 minutes and then the third day you run 30 minutes. But of course, on the second day, when I ran 28 minutes, I went way over 5K. So then I didn't do the third day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to do 5K now. Well, that's mildly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Sorry, man. That, that can't be. It's definitely right, though. I've got my heart rate here, 169. That seems high. Yeah, that's all right. Is that okay? Oh, good. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to explode my heart by doing this. <laughs> no. I need to find a... I just Because I just go around Finsbury Park, so I need to find one that doesn't have a hill in the middle of it. <laughs> anyway, never mind. So, yes, if you recommend any... Uh, do you use the Strava or whatever it is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... It's the thing most things sync to. I should probably download that then. Is that free or do you have to pay for that? Uh, there's a there's a free tier. It's fine. Yeah, I'd, I've never paid for it. So, cool. Oh, good. Cool. Zeg, you've got to join the club now. I guess. <laughs> what do you need? Just trainers, right? Just a nice pair of shoes. Yeah. Not even a nice pair if it's comfortable. Then I'd have to go and buy shoes. No one wants to do that. <laughs> I mean, you can't yeah, do I, that. I do quite dislike shoe shopping. Especially if it's like like trainers, where you have to actually be kind of careful about it. Like, you can't just buy any old shoes if you're using them for running. No, mm. you have to go to, like, a shop where they make you run and check it for you. That's what I did ages ago, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, at the time, training. they made me run up and down the, the uh, little alleyway outside but i think now they have like machines right where you run on a treadmill i guess which i've never done have you ever run on a treadmill yeah 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 is it in, what's it like uh easy oh, cool. <laughs> running that's the, that's the problem with treadmills treadmills don't simulate actual running very well right they're like because oh they make it think e about is it easier yeah because if you think about it you're not really propelling yourself forward particularly you're just balancing right yeah Kinda. So you, you are still working. Don't get me wrong. It's still, and then the faster it goes, the harder it is. So, you, but it, you're not really putting in the same level of effort on a treadmill, right? Interesting. So, so you could run an incredibly fast like distance on a treadmill and then try and do it for real, and it's like, wow, this is this is not that. So, so if I download the Strava thing, can I see your runs and you can see my runs? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got like a friending system similar to Facebook. Okay. I might try that. You sort of have to follow and I have to follow back kind of thing. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it's very orange. Orange. Is it ready? Or it's orange red kind of, isn't it? It's, like... <laughs> it's what McLaren used to call their um their their car colour was rocket red, even though it was like a orange, really. <laughs> Almost a, almost a oh. pink. It was like a luminous orange. 
I googled Strada instead of Strava. I don't know. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get any uh, Italian food. Mm, oh, yes, boom. it is orange. It is kind of orange red. Orange red is a a Reddit thing, which because it's the color of the um, um, icon when you get a message. Uh, and it's literally the HTML color orange red, which is a color. <laughs> right. Um, but people refer to like receiving a message as being orange red. <laughs> orange red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so orange right now. What's going on in what your world, uh, Zeg? Nothing. More it's nothing like, or less uh, nothing? Apparently, we've reached the DIY phase of lockdown. <laughs> where oh, yeah. We've been in the house for so long that now there's nothing to do apart from work on the actual work building. House. <laughs> Are you helping to uh, improve the building? I should really do my own room, really, because like, some of the paint is a bit... Well, this room I don't think has ever been painted since the first time it was painted. So as the house has settled, it's got a lot of cracks in the actual paint. So it probably does need repainting, but I don't know if I'll get to that. Because <laughs> that would require me, you know, taking literally everything in this room out. <laughs> Which would be a problem, because this is literally all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You can't have that much in terms of stuff, though, I guess, because it's not that big a room, really. No, but it is pretty full. <laughs> this is true. probably, like, literally as much stuff as I could reasonably fit in this room. What have you acquired lately? <sighs> well, it's not not really been much in terms of, like, new stuff. I mean, we got boxes to put under the bed to contain the stuff that was already there. <laughs> um, that's, okay. that's probably the most recent thing that's been added to it, this room. What do you keep, like, backup? archive stuff or stuff that you use regularly well the stuff in the boxes is like all the old games and stuff of course yeah exactly so that kind of gathers yeah and my lego isn't even in this room any longer oh where's the lego somewhere Somewhere. (laughs) it's in a box somewhere (laughs) i say half my loft space is now old game stuff i mean that's what it's for yep uh, Zeg, I saw they've made a. Not that we ever had that one, but in, do you remember the Black Seas Barracuda, the awesome um, Lego pirate ship from like 1991 or something? Yeah. They, they've got a new um, set from Lego Ideas, which is like a marooned, that ship marooned on an island for years and they've built a little town around it and stuff. It's like half the, half the broken ship and half the, the, the kind of island fortress that they've made with all the modern versions of all of those characters. <laughs> and and then the, you can put together like a, a modern equivalent of the original ship from the parts as well. So that's kind of cool. I think it's Barracuda Bay. Something like this. I was about to say, is modern Lego just generally not as interesting or do we care less? I've, I've never quite figured that out. Oh no! I mean, they—it's like a renaissance at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Or it has been for a while. Like it was shit. Uh, well, it's, it, they like... finally got out of the the Star Wars phase where everything was made of specific parts. They're yeah, going the back license, to actual real Lego. <laughs> the license property phase is over, is it, or less? Well, is no, that Mario Lego? <laughs> no, the license is still going. But I don't know when it suddenly got good again. But it was like it's been a while—at least five years. It's been good. Um, 
maybe maybe ten years now, it's been good again. Um, Anything as good as the uh, Technics rocket or the car? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, there's all. <laughs> kind, I mean, now that now they have like a lot more like massive like adult sets as well as the children's sets or whatever, and they have this Lego Ideas thing, which is like people submitting set ideas and then they kind of re you know remodel them lego with their own designers and release them if they win mm. enough votes so this was mm. one of them it's pretty cool that's i've got cool. quite i mean what lego have i i got a ford mustang recently that's pretty cool oh nice it's really cool and, and i got a a while ago i got a full saturn 5 rocket um, which you can stage and do the whole moon landing sequence with Huh. Which is really, really cool. That must be pretty big. It's pretty big, but it's like I've got it standing upright, so like it doesn't actually take up much space. Um Yeah, it, <laughs> it, you know, like yeah, on the yeah. tape. Yeah. Uh unlike that. Um do you guys remember when I had that Connects factory built? <laughs> um the, the Connects you... big ball factory, it was called. <laughs> you had a lot of Connects, I remember that. But... Yeah. I had one of the biggest sets you could get for it, and it was yeah, it was a, a giant sort of a bit like a Rude Goldberg machine that just threw balls around. Right, but it but it stood like taller than me at the time, and it was yeah. it was the connect is like not compact to start with. No, maybe. but that's what I mean. But yeah, you're not building little brick walls, are you? You're building like wireframes of everything, and it's uh, it's just generally big. It was a bit ridiculous. I'm surprised my mum let me have it up for as long as we did. <laughs> considering how much space you had in your house in general exactly yeah <laughs> it was the same as whenever we got the scale electrics out it's like you couldn't really walk in that <laughs> living room for a while especially oh, where we then started using connects to prop up bits of scale electrics track into weird formations <laughs> and we did some serious scale electric in the gut in my garden didn't we zeg mm. yes we're complete with um, flyovers and like who had the little cardboard? That was you, wasn't it? Like um, maybe, bridges. yeah. Because I had like all the old shit from my yeah, grandma. That's right. Yeah, that was awesome. And then I had like because my dad had bought all the custom track pieces to make Silverstone, which involved like like quarter turns or even less than that. Quarter turn? No. Less than that, eighth turns, which is fine for like it, 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 it's like problematic because you have to like un eighth turn it at some point. Like yes. you really have to plan ahead <laughs> when you've only got a very limited number of those kind of pieces. So it's, it's like true. you can use one here, but then you have to remember that you're going to have to use another one to even it out. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I was never very good at actually driving them round without flying off. Uh, and especially because when you had a, such a long track, like uh, you would lose power towards the end of the. Yeah, you had to put like a second <laughs> power block on it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I did if always wonder why they made to work. A bit of me always wondered why they made those car scale electrics and like Formula Tyco and things like that. It's like so fast because they were crazy quick, right? To the point where it's like I can't really yeah, you tell. You had to really feather my... that throttle, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why. But that was like, the fun, that was right? the skill. Yeah, but it was but it was fast enough that you couldn't really see what was going on half the time. <laughs> you know, 
Oh, well, I guess so. You, I you, mean, you, so you're, you'd prefer it to be like, they need to be slower, but like even less attached to the track so they fall off just as much. Yeah, maybe. Retain the skill, but make it more visible. <laughs> or wasn't it, didn't Scale Electrics do a thing where the cars drifted once? Yeah. Like where they, 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 but they special weird setups. Yeah. I mean, that sounds cool. <laughs> How did they drift? Because obviously, like, the, the pickup was at the front of the car. So they right? practically already drifted sometimes. Yeah, a little, depends yeah. on how grippy the, the rear wheels were. Because the Which way around was it? The rears didn't really do a lot, did they? They were just free-reeling and all, all the power was at the front, right, on those things. I guess so, because if you if you got the pickup at the front and the and the drive at the back, they would just never go in a straight line, would they? Mm. I mean, that would be quite fun to try. Imagine the problem with the drifty cars is you, the wider circuits, otherwise you'd just be hitting each other the whole time. Yeah. But why not just have wider? I don't know. Because then it's harder to build the tracks. And I don't know. And more Seems expensive like... tracks, I guess, because more plastic. Yeah, that's true. Really. Yeah, I like the idea of them being a little slower, but like a little easier to crash. Because when they flew, that was the other thing. When they crashed, they didn't just crash a little bit. They no. crashed a lot, right? They, they were like halfway over. across the across the room. And when they were like plastic versions of like F1 cars, they had all like quite delicate aero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we yeah, had a load snap. of those. Yeah, like, yeah. Because uh, my, my dad had a ton of. Um, I think it was old, like nineteen sixties. Formula One stuff, like really old cars. That um, right. you had one of the six wheeler, like F one cars. Oh, those are cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it was yeah, those things were were fragile. I think we broke quite a few. Yeah. Which is looking great. back is like oh that's that was really stupid. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, I even managed to dra- the, hurt a, a um a locomotive on the on the Hornby Railway. By going too fast, <laughs> right. and it came off, and it hit and snapped off one of the, uh, the buffers. Oh yeah, no, we we did that all the time. Is yeah, I forget what train sets we used to have, but the the little plastic couplings, yeah, between trains, they would always go naturally. Yeah, it's kind of annoying because that's what you need, obviously. Yep, to make a train work, <laughs> to make it a train and not just a loco engine, loco engine. Indeed. That's the name of our new game engine. Because this is a podcast about video games. This is a podcast about video games. And we have some news for you about what's going on in video game industry. Do we? Except we don't, really. <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on? Uh, I suppose we better talk about that PS5 controller. It's a controller. Because they still haven't revealed the console. They still haven't revealed the console, whether it looks like a giant V. The I mean, answer is no. However, this controller's like design language probably tells you rough, it's a, bit a lot about what it's going to look guess. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All controllers are a bit V like. I mean, the controller's more interesting than the, the, the shape of the box, in my opinion. It's the thing you who interact ca- with more. Yeah, yeah. Who cares about the box? I don't really care. As long as you can actually fit it in your setup, unlike maybe the new Xbox, which is a weird chimney thing. It goes horizontal. It's fine. Okay, fine. um yeah so a controller it 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 shaped like the old one it looks different because of the the way they've 
kind of coloured it, I would say. Mm. The panelling is strange. But shape-wise, it's like the old one, but dare I say it, a bit more Xboxy. Yep, that's in, exactly it. It's an Xbox controller, just with in, different stick placements. Which is good, because I think the Xbox is probably slightly better in terms of the handles and shape, Absolutely. in yeah. my opinion. I'm, I'm with you there. I think it's a... Uh, the Xbox has always had a nice feel to it. Although the PS4 controller is pretty sweet, it's uh, yeah, I like just something PS4 about how, especially the the newer ones with the micro grips and the, or the micro texturing on them. Yeah, um, the new the new Xbox controllers are just nice in the hands, and they, yeah. they kind of always have been, but they've been refining it over the years. And it's like so the general contour of the controller is really quite lovely, and it's like it's interesting to see PS4 just go ah, you know what? Let's just let's just do that this time. And I. That's good, in my opinion. It's good. Yeah. It, it looks distinctive, like compared to the Xbox One, which is good. So, despite it being the same as an Xbox One, it looks PS5 y, which is good. Mm. Um, and, um, well, the inclusion know. of the colors still, the color light is still there and the touchpad is still there and right. things like that. It's... So, they've made the color light a kind of a bit more on the face and less on the, less on the back, right? Well, yeah. So, that's, that's actually the one interesting backwards compatibility issue with this controller yeah is that they've lost the light bar on the back yeah um in replace of making the light go around the touchpad instead um so any games like uh i don't know any any like playstation i game that would use the light bar to figure out where the controller was like awesome playstation vr type stuff um that's no longer going to work hmm and uh, which is a little surprising because I thought Sony were going to go all in on the uh, this this backwards compatibility idea, um, but I suppose it's getting harder and harder by the fact that they're well the PS4 controller has a lot of crazy stuff in it. Um, when you think about it, the Bluetooth speaker, which is now also a microphone in the new controller, so it's like Gary's been playing um, um, P- uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, like I was saying, and uh, hmm. it's pretty weird how. Um, when you get a phone call in the game, like it, it, the 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 character on the phone speaks through your game, right, yeah, but you speak on the screen, so it's mm. it's, it's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm not sure I like it. Of, it sometimes feels the wrong way around, doesn't it? When it yeah. happens like that, I don't know. I forget how because um, Lego Undercover was one of the first games I played that did that, and on the Wii U, because the 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 gamepad would act as like your radio and information deck i suppose so conversations would all happen down there on the gamepad um with the subtitles and character profiles and stuff all appearing on the screen down there mm. it was uh, a f- it felt novel then but maybe not now <laughs> i'm always surprised when my controller makes a noise Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird feature, but I guess it's cool. They're just trying to think. It's not of as what crunchy as it used to be on the Wii. So, what's the the main thing on the PS5 controller that you can't see is like super ultra HD rumble haptic thingy, right? It's not the, rum, not yeah, rumble, but it's whatever their haptic tech ends up being or feeling like. So, it might just be like a high frequency rumble, a bit like I don't know HD rumble from the Switch. From the Switch, but, yeah, um, or. Or I, I watch, I guess, the little tappiness. Um, but it also they've been talking about talking about resistances in the triggers, um, 
Uh, and I think they might have originally said they were going to do it in the sticks as well, but I get the feeling that that's been downplayed a little bit. So maybe we won't be getting the resistance in the joysticks, the, the adaptive resistance in the joysticks. But it will have resistance in the uh, triggers. In right? the triggers, for sure. Yeah. Right. Which is cool. I mean, I don't know how that will compare to the Xbox. Like, um, I mean, the Xbox. Xbox isn't claiming to have any of that. So, like, the Xbox is only claiming to have the rumble triggers that they used to have. Right, 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 right. So, not not nearly as uh, high no. tech as yeah. No, no. So the, as far as we're aware, the Xbox controller is basically just the Xbox controller. They're not changing a thing other than its shape slightly. Right. At least as far as we know. So far. As, as far as we know, yeah. I think they're still saving all of the uh, more advanced stuff, like the being able to set like trigger depth and things, and the um, for the elite controllers, which they still want to sell. Mm. Yeah, of course. Um, and my hope is that the new Xbox controller just fixes that plastic clip <laughs> in the stick that I keep crunching. I repaired another another controller over the weekend. <laughs> You're becoming an expert. You could probably sell this as a service. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe, yeah. Epoxy resin seems to be holding quite quite well. I haven't broken one that I've re-epoxied so far. But I'm not playing Rocket League, which is the one I've managed to crunch three controllers in. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's, it's just Rocket League. It's just the tension where you go like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the and clench. I just, uh, and I, the, yeah, the clench. <laughs> I think you probably could do it in Halo quite easily because you're clicking the button to crouch a lot. Well, yes, that's why it's weird for Rocket League because you literally have no reason to click the six. No, it's no. Accidental. <laughs> exactly, I just do. <laughs> and because it's a button, that's now a problem. <laughs> I suppose you can um, click it quite a bit in Call of Duty as well because it's like your run, I think. Left stick click. That's true. That's true. Okay. This five controller. It does look a bit weird, but um, but I, I think it kind of looks cool. And uh, it'll look different in other colors. Like, I'm sure you'll be able to get it in black. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they're showing it in white, right? Does that mean yeah. that that's their primary color for the, for the, for the console? It could well be. I've got my PS5 Pro is all white with a white controller, and I think it looks really, really nice. Hmm. But yeah, there's something about the new controller that just doesn't look classy, if you know what I mean. It's almost, hmm. uh, it's it's almost too gamery in that hmm. sort of in that you know that, that gamer look is a thing now, right? All like gamer, oh, I guess. high end well, gamer it, tech it, has to have spiky it's... edges and colours and it's the coloured LEDs that make it that that aesthetic, isn't it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's like mechanical gaming keyboards and shit like that. Hmm. Gotta have angles. Yeah. Hit angles. <laughs> angles. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? Um, uh, not, it's, I say not, not a lot, really. Japan are shutting their ratings board for a whole month, hmm. which means, well, better hope no games wanted to come out because they're not going to get rated. But I guess ratings happen a lot, a long time before games actually come out. So, yeah, sure, they'll find a way to unbottleneck the, you know. <laughs> 
the one industry, one of the few industries that can operate yeah. in this situation. Yeah, it is an interesting one. I wonder why they would shut down because it's like, I say, if any if any industry can work re- remotely, it's it's ours. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Well, well, we'll see. Um, any more for any more? <laughs> XCOM. Oh yes. Yeah. So there's they've announced a new XCOM. I think standalone small title cheap i guess or it's called xcom chimera squad set after xcom 2 um i think yeah that's right so now um it's a world where um you know the the aliens invasion has happened and everything just like in 2 or whatever but uh now like some of their aliens are working together with humans and it's become like an integrated society. So they, so, so you're, so now people on your squad are, are some of the aliens from the previous games with their abilities that you can control. And you're like a sort of spec ops squad in a city, um, dealing with some new threat or something. It looks a little bit anime style, like, and a little bit sort of more lighthearted. Yeah. I, yeah, I noticed that. Cause it's like the, the, the artwork for the alien, like the alien smiling at you or something as well. Sort of like an A. Kind of. Yeah. Cause of course it's sworn enemies from before. Right. And now your, your uh, teammates. So I guess they're kind of playing that up a bit. The buddy gray, but it looks like you're only, you're only in one city or whatever. It's not like a, a whole world type thing. So oh, okay. you have like a, you, you're not building like an ant farm style base like in traditional XCOM. XCOM 2 you were building a base inside your sort of flying thing weren't you? Something like that yeah. yeah. You were just sort of repairing it almost. Yeah repairing it yeah I think that's all that's not in this game uh, you just sort of have a hub base that you sort of has all the parts and you just sort of move around like a big menu I think So it's a standalone a standalone thing but probably a bit more like a standalone expansion kind of deal is that the thought here or? I guess but it looks like it has quite a different tone to XCOM 2 um because XCOM 2 was quite oppressive like they had mm. it had some serious um like uh turn limits going on Every, well that's not that's less to do with like the style of the game and more to do with a design choice for the like mechanics which that would be the one thing that i hope they would change because it was a pain in the ass and that's why a... i never got it very far in xcom 2 no they made xcom 2 a pain in the ass for some reason which is really annoying because <laughs> uh, xcom enemy unknown was so great <laughs> but you yeah, could uh, a, but they recognized that you could game. sort of you could sort of game it towards the end and, and you know although it did get very hard um, um, so they were trying to force you out. I know what they were trying to do with XCON Two design, but they went too far the other way. I think. Yeah. Um, well, they did. They did like. They solved the problem in like an easy way, but not a clever way. Like yes. if they'd been, if they'd made those systems work better, like the way you, way you discover enemies and all that stuff. If they had just made that system work better, and if they'd made the AI more smart that they could have still not had to have a time limit on literally everything <laughs> yeah but then instead they kind of took the the easy road of forcing that out of the player and to the point where it's annoying <laughs> yeah and not as fun it's just not as fun so i think that hopefully they've learned their lesson here and if it's a small game there's less uh you know let you know you can try it out and not 
without not yeah not feel so bad if you don't jail the mechanics yeah because that was probably the next one too it's like you you buy a full game and then you don't get through it because it's annoying it's like it was good while it lasted but it's like i was a little bit disappointed by its content because of that i never got fully through it i still feel like when i eventually comes and play it's gone to again i probably will just install that mod that makes that just doubles all the turn times right yeah and fix the game mod yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know so but when you say the turn times was this like there were turn limits on the missions is that yeah right? yeah pretty much every mission <laughs> you don't some of them were like, really hard do this in three turns that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. it was like that right so you couldn't like gradually move your guys up but all in overwatch all the time which was you know the cautious way to play mm. you had to like run peg it basically quite a lot and into basically into danger all the time because you were going to run out if you didn't risk right, it yeah. you're going to run and out of turns that, and that was always the problem when xcom one right i remember like where you you push forward but you push forward into something you couldn't see and then it's like, well, yeah. now I'm boned, right? Because exactly. I've just walked into a trap. And it's like, yeah, that's the game. And there's an element of that to it, which is why you then play cautiously. Exactly. But then that happened just way more in XCON 2 because you couldn't yeah. play cautiously because it because you were just going to run out of time. Maybe they wanted you to lose guys this time. <laughs> yeah, they wanted, to, they wanted that. And they wanted to be more dramatic and have bad situations. And then getting out of them is more dramatic. But it means you can't be tactical because you can't set up an ambush or plan anything because you basically just have to peg it forward all the time. Hmm. And you can't like cover your guys with snipers because you have to like run them forward all the time as well to catch up with everyone. Yeah, it was yeah, annoying. <laughs> it's one of my least it's one of my least um favorite mechanics in strategy games or tactics games is a is a limit. Is a turn limit yeah. Don't get me wrong, there, there are some times when it can be interesting and be like, okay, how can I possibly do what they're asking me to do here um, without an element of random? Because, I don't know, there, there's been some missions in Wargroove, for instance, that have been a bit like that, where it's like, here's a here's a hard turn, a turn limit that they've set up. Usually fairly nicely, actually. Wargroove does it quite They don't, don't normally say it's like, you've got five turns to do this. There will be something else happening on the map that will take a certain amount of time to complete. Right. Like, oh, I don't know, there's a big enemy that's like working its way across the map, but it will always do a specific route. So it's like, like working around the outside of the map is like your timer. And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It gives me a target. Um, uh, but but those missions are normally very well constructed in the sense that like, oh, there is definitely a way to do this. Um, and you don't feel so pressured by it. I, like when it, because there wasn't there some stuff in the, some of the, the even XCOM one where there was some like, oh, you need to stop this thing in a certain number, a certain amount of turns. And it's like, I just always hated that. Yeah. I mean, it did happen in the first one, but it wasn't like constant. Yeah. Wasn't it normally against the suit guys? And yeah, there were those special missions, loads of those ones with the suit, the thin men. Yeah, that was the other thing where it was like when they when they did have those missions, it was usually against the easier enemies. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that was they, they, they were quite straightforward those missions after a while because you're kind of used to dealing with those guys. Man, that game was great. <laughs> yeah, one. it really is. This is why I'm hoping Gears Tactics will be good because that's like about to come out. Mm. Be nice to get into one of those. What was uh, that other um, XCOM star game that was in development? Well, there were several that were trying to be more like actual XCOM. Yeah, Zeno something. <laughs> That's the one. What happened to that? That's been ages. Uh, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't know whether that ever got out of 
early access or whatever it was doing. Hmm. Don't remember anything about that. One. Wasn't there that Western one as well? Um, we're like walking into like uh, armored towns, a bit like armadillo, and then trying to tactics your way through a gunfight there. Oh, that sounds fun. I forget what that was called. It was a few. I think it was like a couple of years ago. Was it was at E3 or something. And it should probably but just exists. Say... You can probably pl- you can probably play it right now, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, I've never even played Mario Cross Rabbids or whatever it is. <laughs> Kingdom Battle, yeah. Yeah. I'm, every now and then, I'm tempted by that still, because it's not a Nintendo game; it's a Ubisoft game. It tends to go quite, you know, relatively well dealed. Yeah. In fact, it might be on sale right now. Anyway, sort of excited for the prospect of more XCOM if they fix those problems. So that's cool. Are you a little bit worried that they might overcorrect? In, yes, again, sure. Absolutely. The, the, you know, they, they went too I mean, far with that, XCOM I'm, 2 I'm, and they'll go too far anti that again somehow. I, well, I quite like that it's a small game like, 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 and they're not. That kind of makes sense. Right? Mm. I think they have to like start a bit tentatively after that. Oh, that, that was the other one. Massive Chalice. That's worth a play. Mm. If you fancy a game like that. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Right. Any other news? Um, well, only that there's been some, I suppose we should like should pay our respects to the notable voice actor deaths. Yeah. Who's, um, who's passed away? The, um, uh, voice of yeah, the soldier, the of, right? Yeah. The voice of soldier from team fortress. Um, Unfortunately, I can't see through the glare of the sun at my monitor, which is away from my couch. Rick May, the, I've got the... here. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, the guy that played Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 2. Paul Haddad, I think it is, or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, and there's a third that slipped my mind. That's bad. Um, Japanese guy. But anyway... Um, Apologies for not remembering no. and not having notes while I'm sat here with my Spitfire. Uh, it's, yeah, obviously sad. A lot of these, um, a lot of them were already quite, quite, well, the soldier. I didn't realize how old he was. That's ridiculous. Right, yeah. So like, he must have been he? quite old when he, when he, he was like 75, I think. Right. But that means he must have been getting on a bit when he played soldier. That's like, <laughs> it's impressive. Sounds at that. <laughs> He had a good intro uh, movie or whatever they were called. Man, that's a long time ago now. I heard that TF2 is kind of dying. <laughs> I think it's been kind of dying for like several years. Though. I, think, I think it's pretty much dead now. Because I, I think the entire team worked on Half-Life Alex and are now moving to whatever the next thing is, uh, which might be Half-Life 3 from the, from the looks of it. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> There hasn't been a meaningful TF2 update for no, a long time. No, I think they're it? done. Well, apparently it's flooded with aimbots now, or something happened. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother updating VAC, even though it's like... It doesn't seem to be working. So, uh, <laughs> sad times. But, had a good run. Team Fortress 3. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can't do things with the number 3, you know that. <laughs> 
just get to four then. I don't think they're interested in that anymore. Like I don't, I don't think they. I don't think Valve has any desire to like compete with, uh, you know, Overwatch or whatever. But they do it so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Overwatch is a great game. Come on. I still don't understand why you didn't get into Overwatch. There. Mystery. That shall not be told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get you. Just got put off at the beginning, and uh, and now it's like massively more popular, I guess. But did you ever think about trying it again? Get in at Overwatch Two or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be the more sense plan at this point i guess so yeah although they are still um they're still updating overwatch one like they they oh yeah within the last week i think they launched a, a new hero so you know uh and, and another new character enters the fold which i played a little bit of again because it drew me back every time something new happens and it's uh it's still cool it's still interesting I think they've they've definitely been winding down. Finally, they're like mm. like they haven't done quite so much work this year. It seems their events have been more retreads recently rather than brand new stuff. But they're still working on it. It's still mm. good. I mean, they're going to have to keep working on it if their um, if their plan for Overwatch Two makes any sense at all. And they're going to keep supporting Overwatch One with all the main multiplayer content. In the theory, yeah. It's still weird. Right, uh, it's sp- time for what sp- you have actually been playing. I well, think. I suppose, like, on the same vein as Overwatch, the other news is that Riot's Valorant seems to be the hottest new thing in the uh, multiplayer shooter space. Well, imagine if they took Counter-Strike and Overwatch and mushed them together somehow. So the precision and, and gameplay of a Counter-Strike match, but with overwatch's art style and character abilities right okay it's uh it seems pretty cool i mean sounds cool. closed beta right now and uh kippers has obviously been playing it because he plays everything like this um i've been trying to get my beta key but still haven't got one um because you have to just watch twitch streams and watching twitch streams is a mostly painful experience mm. If I'm honest, every now and then you come across a streamer who seems relatively sensible, but most are annoying as hell. Okay, it's my sweeping judgment of Twitch. Streamers are annoying. Watch Happy Salad videos instead. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's probably the same audience. Sorry, audience. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It seems really cool. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say more about it when I'm uh, when I get have a have a game on it. Riot seem to be like very in on this. Like not just they're not half assing it. They, there is a lot of detail going into it. There's they're putting up quite a lot of dev diaries about how their process it is going about putting this together. They've been talking about the Riot bit as an ISP thing as well. So Riot Riot games are so. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Obsessed with ping times and getting the optimum gaming conditions. They will be launching their own internet service provider. What? 
geared up for games and okay. trying to reduce the number of hops between locations so the ping times are as low as possible so you don't have to rely on the existing... In this is what I think that where that whole thing about, hey, Riot are building their own internet. And it's like, in some ways, that's kind of not far from the truth, as it turns out. Weird. Weird. Also an indication of how much money League of Legends makes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, enough to build an internet. Yeah. It's bonkers. But uh, it's all really interesting stuff. And it seems like, yeah, it seems like Valorant might be the next hot thing. Top tip. Tip, top, top tip. We don't know when it's coming out for realsies, but when it does, it will be a free-to-play game. So no excuses. except for maybe wanted to do something else. <laughs> right, okay. I don't know if that's an excuse. <laughs> like, it's a legitimate reason, not an excuse. It's a reason, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, uh, yeah, it's time for our What You Been Playing section. Uh, Zeg, I think it's your turn. Well, there's not much to talk about this time. In fact, I might even start off by saying going the opposite direction to things I haven't been playing because <laughs> I keep doing this but like I, I'm i now officially going to be more excited about the middle of May <laughs> because Why? What's going on in the Terraria have finally announced that their their last patch thing is finally going to come out in May the 16th hmm. so there's that right. so last I can finally stop supposedly but you know <laughs> it's always seemed like it's been the last patch the last two or three times they've made these huge ass patches Aren't they supposed to be working on Terraria too? No, that got cancelled. <laughs> oh, did it? Or Overworld got cancelled and two did I was always confused about the two different Terraria 2s that they were making kind of simultaneously, but one of them definitely got cancelled. Hmm. But yeah, that patch is finally going to happen so I can stop complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, in, in, in a date which is much less certain, but is supposedly mid-May, is when Satisfactory is meant to come out on Steam at last. Ah, sweet. So I'm probably going to be playing a lot of one or both of those in the middle of May <laughs> and onwards. But then what I've actually been playing is just more Animal Crossing, mainly, I guess. Mm. It's been quieting, quietening down a bit after the after the massive island redesign. I still technically have only really done half of the total area of my island, but I'm not working on it quite so much mainly because i've it's we've reached the point where the star rating for your island mm. obviously you, you make it more fancy your star rating goes up but we've made it to four stars out of five but in order to get to five you have to have like the upgraded shops and that's just like you just have to wait for that to happen you, right. can't, you can't do anything to speed that up really so, so we kind of... how long until you get your fifth star like months or well theoretically the shop upgrade can now happen like it, it after a month it theoretically can happen but we're apparently it's not really certain what triggers that like i've seen oh, okay. things that say it's like you have to spend a certain amount of money at the shop but it's like a really tiny amount of money so everyone would have just done that and then 30 days and then it's just meant to happen but the, supposedly some people have been like yeah it just did and then it was like a month later until it actually did have the order <laughs> 
So we'll see about that. And yeah, I've just been fiddling around doing small amounts of design. This is like the middle of my town. I've pretty much finished doing all the design work for that, apart from like there's just like two big holes where shops theoretically will be. <laughs> it's like providing the shops are sort of the same size as the other buildings, this is where they'll go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Prepared. But then that does mean that I can't fully finish like everything because you want you want to see like what the frontage is like so you can put other objects in front of it nicely and not like obscure the doors or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And we haven't really we had a bad week of the stock market and didn't really make any money. Well, made like thirty percent profit, which is practically nothing. That's, you might as well break even when it's thirty percent. <laughs> The turnip market. Yeah, it was quite. What What's the law behind why the turnips are the thing? I don't know. They don't really specify why. I guess because they're like, I guess they're a vegetable that doesn't grow anywhere that animal crossing usually happens. <laughs> they're like super important because <laughs> vegetables don't actually exist in animal crossing. I guess <laughs> it's only fruit. <laughs> Does everyone eat? Just fruit, fruit, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe bugs. Maybe fish. Mm. Where's their fibre coming from? <laughs> Are they fibrous fruit? I guess. Not as fibrous as vegetables, but mm. somewhat fibrous. How do they make bread? Do they have bread? No. Does they need is, does, like wheat and stuff? Does that count? As, I suppose it doesn't count as veg, right? I, no, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. No one really eats anything, of course, because it's mm. animal crossing. Nuts? No, I don't think there's ever been any actual type of nuts, even on tree nut type things. It's always fruit. I, think the, the, I guess the most weird thing that's ever grown on a tree is technically a banana, because that's like not really a tree mm. fruit, technically. No, not really. <laughs> but those don't exist in this game either. There's only five fruits. Bananas is not one of them. Does that mean there can only be one flavor of five allies? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> you only have five <laughs> fruits to work with. Is five alive still a thing? Probably. It probably is. Yeah. It's amazing how many of those weird brands that still exist. I used to quite like a five alive. Yeah. <laughs> the classic one, which I think it was the green one. Yeah. And then apart from that, I haven't really been doing too much else. I played, I went back into Astroneer again because they did another one of their like time limited event things, mm. which was basically exactly the same as the last one. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I guess, because, you know, not much effort to just slightly alter what you have to collect and send into the rocket. Although this time it seems like they did at least like tone down the amount of points you need to unlock the stuff, so it wasn't nearly as much of a hassle. I got it done in like one go, more or less, which is much better than the goddamn several days worth of effort it took last time. Mm. But uh, not much else has actually changed in Astroneer. It's like, and you know, at this point after this second event, people are people are like. 
can you maybe actually do some actual work on the game? You know, not just these, <laughs> not just crap out these cheap cosmetics that are tied to this event, which is the exact same as the last event you did. <laughs> But who knows? You know, I think Astronia has definitely reached the point where it's been out for like what three years. This is the point where it's like they're not going to actually do any more work on this, are they? <laughs> not any really significant work. Maybe one or two things occasionally. And the engine is not going to significantly change at any point. It's still going to more or less function the same as it does now. So there's that. All right. And I think that's it. Well, I mean, I've been playing Factorio, but not actually really anything interesting. I've just been playing another little mini mod that's not, it's like a very slightly advanced version of regular Factorio, which means it's not really anything different to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A couple of minor tweaks to keep you not so much on your toes, but maybe on your. Is it like you're on most of your feet, you just arched your feet slightly for some yes, reason? Yes, clearly. <laughs> One day I'll get round to fucking just playing vanilla and getting that last achievement. God damn it. Maybe I'll do that when when it actually launches. I'll play a, I'll play a, <laughs> yeah. When it actually comes out, I'll play this is a real vanilla. You can do a proper review then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like version one review. <laughs> And then we can put it in Game of the Year and be done with it forever. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Rogue. All right. Let's talk about Uncharted 4. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, so this uh, was on uh, PS Plus this month. <laughs> Of course it was. was the yep. only reason Rob plays anything. That's yep. <laughs> because it was handed to me for free. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd, get, thought I'd better give it a go. It's been on my uh, to-do list for a long time. I'm quite the fan of the first three. Yep. Story to blast through. Yeah. Uh, well, you say blast through. It's quite a long game. Yeah, it's reasonably lengthy. Just really, well, it took about 18 hours, I think. Mm. Like, chunky. Like, a, like, I think you get to a point where it's like, wow, this must be where the story's wrapping up. And it's like, oh, no, no, this is going to carry on for quite some time. Yeah. How about now? Oh, no, no, there's a bit more. What about now? Oh, an epilogue, you say? Yeah, there's a little epilogue, but I think they kind of earned that. But. Uh, your mic's kind of a little quiet, Dan, by the way. Oh, but uh, it's... I don't know how to solve that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I've got mixed... I'll be honest with you. I've got mixed feelings about this one. Yeah. In that it's... I don't know if Uncharted... I'm right. I need to... It's one of those situations where I think I need to go back and play Uncharted 2. Which was like... Which the was highlight the defining the game, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It was up, up. It was up to this point. It was the one, and it's like in the same way I did with Gears Four um, back in the day, and then I went back and played the original one just to be all like, okay, it's like, is this worse than I think it is? 
and turned out that yeah, Gears Ultimate Edition is 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 still brilliant, and Gears Four was less so. And I think I'm having that thought now because something about the actual gameplay of this didn't really click with me this time mm. round. It's like I kept, I felt like I kept hitting problems or frustrations far more frequently than I did with the previous games. Oh, interesting. Even, th- even like three. Yeah, even three. I mean, three had its awkward, difficult moments, but I felt felt like most of the combat was like the bad bits of three this time round. Like, like the encounters just didn't feel very well crafted. Like you're in a position, we're just going to throw guys at you from every which way we can. Hey, make do as opposed to it being a nicely constructed challenge fight yeah and, in, and and the way that that bounces off the mechanics like i don't get that i don't get that feeling like that like overcoming a scenario is a feat of skill or you know and doesn't carry that satisfaction that a halo fight does for instance i mean it's yeah i mean very few things do it um, ain't halo that's for sure yeah but yeah yeah i know what you mean but it, it like there's something of, I don't know like for start let's 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 start with how the, how it starts which is its reliance on stealth which is they've definitely amped that this time even compared to three where I think they started to go heavy on stealth mm. it's like here it's like almost every encounter starts with stealth yeah that's true and I don't think that's massively well implemented here it's quite forgiving but the environments are such that it's possible for you to have never seen a guy and for them to somehow be behind you when you're in the middle of stealthing a dude. It's yeah, like the li- the lines of sight are weird enough in almost every environment that it's uh, it's almost impossible to see everyone before you go in, which is fine, but then it doesn't mean you have a particularly clean line because I guess you're supposed uh, to mark everyone, right? But it's quite hard to yeah, see everyone because they're all around exactly. and stuff all the time. Yeah, not, yeah, not everyone patrols a particular no. area that you can see. So even when you've moved through a few guys and you're then having a little look around to see if you can spot anyone new, it's like you don't always see someone because there'll be specifically a, like a couple of floors above you in this ruined building and there'll be a specific hole that you have to walk past. And there's usually a guy right where that hole is, so you have to get that guy. But the process of getting that guy totally exposes you to the guy above that you have never seen before. And it does that a lot, and it gets really quite frustrating. Because you're like, I'm just, I was trying to play by your rules game. I was trying to stealth this perfectly, and it always goes wrong. And the problem is, is when it goes wrong, you're often at a huge disadvantage because the guys will be all around you. Yeah, and I think this is where that way into the middle. Of the... Yeah, or even if you're going around the outskirts, it's like yeah, there's just a lot of guys around you that suddenly all zero in on your position. You're like ah balls, what do I do? And the game's not that. I think I don't. I struggled with this a little bit as well. The game is trying not to be the shooting gallery, right? So even when you're in a firefight, it's trying not to be that um, stop and pop uh, gears thing. Even though yeah, that is the is. primary shooting mechanic, it's trying to make, force you to move quite a lot. Um, but even then, I don't think that's very good because of the, the environments and where everyone can be. Like, so you could move into an area only to find yourself, oh, there's someone still behind me somehow because they appeared from a room two floors above me and dropped down behind me. Mm. Oh, look, and it's the guy with a grenade launcher. Well, I'm dead, aren't I? And, and that, there's absolutely nothing I can do about that. <laughs> and it's, 
uh, uh, true to the character in the sense that it feels like more luck than judgment <laughs> most of the time, those encounters. I didn't really feel like when I got through some of the harder ones that I was doing it yeah. by skill. No, I That I, I was doing it just because I just happened to be in the right place and the guys didn't walk around that corner this time. So I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I rate it, and I also don't know if the like the, the variety of enemies makes all that is all that good this time round either. I don't know. I feel like there was more variety in the in the encounters you were having uh, and the types of enemies you were going up against before. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel like there was a, such an emphasis on the heavies this time round. No, definitely um, not. I mean, they're still there. They're still there, but there aren't. There's very few of them. There's only like four maybe of the guys carrying yeah. giant chain guns this time yeah. compared to <laughs> across like the two, entire game yeah. don't forget that two ended with the ridiculous like alien things or whatever they were yeah but a bit of me now is like and they the, so the first two games did that the first two games had the supernatural element yeah um which they didn't do in three and replaced it with drugs right <laughs> and then this steers away from even that so there's not even I don't know. They're trying to be more realistic, at, at, like in, in that respect, but in it actually takes away from it. I think in that, like, weirdly, by not having the supernatural element, the whole thing actually now falls into this uncanny valley of realism, where the, the whole thing feels less believable to me now than even than the previous stuff. It's weird. Like, there's something about oh that sliding mechanic, right? Because how stupid is that sliding mechanic? Where it's like, like, oh, it, uh, it can take the tiniest incline that just happens to be made of a different material to send you into a ridiculous slide that you can steer and somehow jump off. You can sort of steer and <laughs> jump and then swing. Yeah. But yeah, these sometimes these slopes are really very shallow. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, I could just walk up that. <laughs> right. It's like, I can't climb like you, Nathan Drake, but I can walk up a slope. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy acrobatics and... At some of those caves, you're doing some serious climbing <laughs> and yeah. sliding and jumping and swinging. It was like I, I immediately had a problem with the rope, right? Yeah. In terms of the, the like the breaking me out of the realism thing, because it's like, oh, I've got this mysterious rope that can just like a grappling hook that can ungrapple and retract. Yeah. It's like okay, look, whatever game, I get it, but it just. Yeah, immediately sort of like starts being like, okay, it's not as it's not the it's not as real as realistic as as your everything else is making out to be. No, it's definitely not. Um, uh, and then you get to the point where it starts becoming the Happy Family Murder Game, and you're like, <laughs> but it's even less like the murdering part of Nathan Drake's character is even. Uh, now actually feels just just like he's the bad guy because in in the Italy mission towards the start of the game you're just indiscriminately killing security guards that are probably nothing to do with even the bad guys and the bad guys are yeah they've just been hired to like defend this villa for some posh yeah. party or something right so in 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 that respect you are actually killing innocent people this time although are they like mercenaries from the South I mean, African we don't we don't know guess, at that yeah. point, but that like, but they're nothing to do with Nadine's army, probably, like right. and shoreline okay. and that stuff. And it's like that's that's you, as soon as that starts happening, I had that sort of like, whoa, hang on a minute. 
yeah and also you know the four main characters are all superhumans as always somehow <laughs> oh absolutely superhuman yeah but that's a hallmark but, of the series is that yeah but even the little things like the 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 like uh, uncharted 3 had pretty decent fist fight scenes right like the bar brawl and um, things like that and they actually made the fist fight mechanics uh, relatively well defined in that you know you could dodge out of the way i think you could guard yeah. in that and stuff like that and they kind of strip all that away here in that the fist fight scenes are normally well i can only really walk around and throw a punch and like there's the odd scene where scenes, aren't they? Yeah. yeah and it's like well why put these even even here like why like I, I, they don't feel good to play because you're trying to, you know, all you can do is walk and punch, and it's like, well, I'd quite like to actually have this be a bit of gameplay. Thanks. I don't know. It's just, it felt like there were as many back steps as they were forward steps, and I should talk about those forward steps because it's a Rob review. <laughs> so that's thus far. Rob review. In that, okay, holy cow, this game is beautiful. Like it's yeah, really it's quite crazy. It's one of the like, especially when they do like proper interiors right those are some of the most detailed interiors i think i've yeah, ever seen it's amazing like just walking around nathan's house at the start of the game you're just like what okay you didn't have to model everything this detailed but you did you modeled everything and you let me just wander around this entire house even though all the game really wants you to do is walk to the lounge yeah and talk to <laughs> the character your wife or whatever yeah uh, and the few but, other and the characters and animation Obviously, it's all motion capped, but like some of the best. Oh yeah, yeah. No, seriously, and it's it's at its best when it's being subtle as well. I think um, it is the best, at least when this when it came out. I don't know what's beaten it since. That's a good question. I d I did feel like it wasn't perfect in places, but I thought it no. was like pretty good. I feel like I have seen better, but I can't really put my finger on it now. I think maybe the Spider Man stuff might have been a bit better in places. Mm, and yeah. In terms of just um fidelity hmm. um but as i say i think it does the subtle very well but then again i didn't really like i don't really like how it does the younger characters like for instance so the uh like young nathan for instance right. i didn't think that was hugely great in uncharted 3 and it doesn't seem much improved here if you he, he looks <laughs> he kind of looks like an age that doesn't exist is my <laughs> problem with it like his face is too old for the rest of him is that because <laughs> but... they've mo-capped the same actor onto a young body yeah so maybe like and, it, and his eyes never look quite right either yeah. it's like it's it's a they, they haven't quite got that down but then you get the then you juxtapose that that stuff against the, the basically like when and whenever nathan's interacting with elena that stuff is so sharp so well done um like that but that introductory scene at nathan's home it's just yeah. brilliantly done yeah <laughs> It's got all the nuances of actual relationships and stuff like that. It's 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 pretty it's pretty good stuff. Um, and you know the added benefit of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. I don't know because I never played Crash Bandicoot, so I don't know if that is like exactly what it's like. Pretty much, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I remember Crash, anyway. <laughs> So yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got, it has it's storytelling. I think is pretty good, and I think the way the story actually unfolds is pretty good. Mm. Like, uh, I, I, I ended up being more drawn in by that than anything else. 
Um, I think when they do the big set pieces, those are, again, better visually than they are gameplay-wise, but they are quite the spectacle. Like, the bit from... Clearly the bit they showed at E3 with the... Uh, the We are escaping the tower in the middle of that Madagascan city. Oh, yeah. Crazy. That is, that is, that is clearly the highlight of the game in terms of spectacle. In terms of set piece, it's just ridiculous. It's like the equivalent yeah. of the, the the train, I suppose. In yeah, but in even if two. bits of it, I don't think play very well. Like I don't know when you're in the backs of the truck shooting at the um at the uh, at the bikes yeah. coming past. It's like I actually don't think some of that played particularly well at all. Especially then when you have to transfer between the vehicles. And they've done vehicle transfer combat before. They did that in three, I think. Mm. Um. Uh. And once again, I feel like it like looked better but played worse than that. Yeah, um, I think you're probably right there. Yeah, uh, and I didn't like the actual driving bit leading up to a lot of that. Like the bit that it was so it was too easy to get lost in one of the one of the bits in the middle where you get cut off in the like square area, and it's like, okay, where do you want me to drive here? You clearly want me to drive down this thing and then be cut off here and then go down this thing. And then they say, uh, they, they actually shout at you, up the stairs. And I'm like, I can't see any stairs. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're sort of behind a bit of sun bloom and a hedge and a fence. And you're supposed to just drive through it. And it's like, well, I couldn't see any of that. <laughs> mm. It's like there's some, there's some elements of the design there where it's just like, well, it doesn't quite work. It's almost too realistic <laughs> to the point where I don't know what you're talking about because I can't see it. Um, I don't know. Like while I'm in rant mode again, it's like little things. It's like oh, the control wasn't always as tight as I wanted. Like in, no, frequently in combat, would loose, roll off. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Frequently, in, like if I'm trying to get in and out of cover, for instance, that was a pain in the ass. I'd often do the wrong transfer or just stand up randomly, and I'm like, no, don't. Sh-. Oh, I'm dead. Um, or, or roll off a ledge, or you know, just really annoying things that you don't intend to do, and it just happened far too frequently. Um, I've been stuck. I managed to get stuck on bits of geometry and just couldn't quite figure out how to get him to do the the motion to move to the next bit until I then until I was able to I figured out I could move away from the bit I was on and then move back in the direction I was supposed to be going and then it would figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Um, there are certain bits where you know when you get that sort of like climbing pick. Mm. There are certain jumps where it's clearly yeah. got a bit of wall yeah, where it yeah, wants yeah. you to use it. You it but you could it. you could have just jumped it. Like your hands are clearly going over the ledge above, but the game wants you to use the pick. Right. <laughs> it's so like, you have oh, come to use on. what it's prompting you to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just there's moments like that where it's just a little too handholdy, I suppose, and not flexible enough to be like, like seriously, you're gonna make me do that? All right. But then you get the odd moment of greatness. Like a couple of the stealth areas, I think, are really good. Mm. Um, there's the yeah. one with a big, there's a big open area, I think, in the Madagascar where there's a nice, um, so it's sort of like an almost like it's, it's like a clearing, but there's a sort of big tower in the middle. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Um, with a bridge. And I actually thing? thought that stealth know. area was really very well, well well designed. Like the people, you could spot people, you could move around it, spot other guys. They were wait. There was a couple of approaches you could do. You could target that sniper that's there, and pick him out first, and then use his vantage point to find everyone else that you need to worry about. And it's like it's very classically designed, but quite well constructed. Um, 
And I think that was one of the few areas of the game where I managed to 100% stealth without getting into a firefight, you know. Mm. And that and it, and it felt really good, but... Yeah, that's definitely a good bit. I like that bit, you know, where it opens up a bit and you can drive around in the Jeep a little bit. Yeah, that was really not, nice. It's not fully open, obviously, but, like, it's like a taste of, you know... I mean, it's not Metal Gear Solid Five, is it? <laughs> But you know, in I, th- terms I think of... the game. I think that's yeah. There's a bit of that there. Like, I think the game does downtime very well. Mm. It's a weird thing to sort of as a, as a often as a guy that's normally like mostly about the gameplay and the and the action. It's like I don't know. This game, I I felt happier with the game when I wasn't doing a whole lot. Mm. When I was just exploring and, and like trying to root out treasures or being actually interested in the environment I'm in. Mm. And uh, I think I think the game's pretty good at that in spots. I like that kind of stuff in games, so maybe that's why I was more into it. Yeah, because I knew that the gameplay wasn't going to be best in class, you know. Because it, I mean, oh sure, yeah. I, as I say, I'm 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 just not sure it holds up even against the previous Uncharted games. That's my right, big worry fair. here. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's also kind of frustrating, I suppose, just how much, like, I don't know, having played the two of the Tomb Raider, recent Tomb Raider games, it's like, are these, are these two really trying to just be each other now? Right. They're sort of how many, how many times can thing. we walk into the, uh, the big room of Destiny and then have the enemy just blow their way in? <laughs> this game does it at least twice. Yeah. And the Tomb Raider games open with it. <laughs> so or where you spend half an hour trying to get somewhere and then they just the enemies just appear yeah that's the reveal of the enemy because they yeah. just blow their way in <laughs> it's just it's a bit tropey a bit cliched at this yeah point. uh yeah so I, I wouldn't say i again a bit of a rob review it's better than i'm making it out but there's just a lot of little things that were were eating at me a bit Mm. Um, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even say the visuals weren't even a hundred percent perfect at places. I could get the I could get things to cull, so I could see empty space mm. on at certain angles, and there were odd. I found one spot in the game where there was very much a shader glitch, where it turned everything pink and sparkly and like an MPEG encoding for some reason. <laughs> it was really weird. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's got some rough edges here and there. Mm. Uh, so yeah, overall thumbs up thumbs down a thumbs up but <laughs> not, not the not the uppest of thumbs <laughs> it's always good when you have to take the thumbs up scale and start gradiating it <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay. the opposite of what it was intended for so it's yeah it's still a thumbs up but like uh if i was to put it in against the other uncharted games two is still the, the highlight two is the two is the highlight of the series yeah but I mean, yeah, there's nothing quite like that when that came out. A lot of things have kind of copied some of that stuff since then. It's also, um, I think we'll be surprised if we get another Nathan Drake game. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much done. But they're going to make a TV show, aren't they, or something? Is that well, right? Netflix. Is it? <laughs> I don't think that's ever been officially confirmed, right? Is that the. Oh no! Which one was? Oh, maybe Uncharted was the one that came up recently. 
there was, there was the talk for years and years and years of them potentially making a movie out of it, and then and that they should cast Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought I, I thought I saw an, an an announcement about that, but yeah, maybe that was the one that got picked up for a series. I can't remember. There was a there was a yeah, there was a few weeks ago, wasn't there? There was a there was a little little run of them where there was a few like video game show announcements. Hmm. I can't remember if Uncharted was one of them. Um, yeah, but I don't think we'll see. But you know. Not not being spoilery or anything, I'm not convinced we'll... I mean, there's still room, I suppose, to see another Uncharted game. They did do that standalone mini one after this that uh, focuses in on Chloe, the returns to Chloe as a character. Yeah, yeah. So there's still that to play, and that's supposedly pretty good. So maybe there will be more Uncharted, but it's uh, it'll be a different thing. I think from here. Uh, yeah, so that was the the main thing I played. I'm trying to think what else. I've been plugging away at Wargroove still. Um, uh, it's, it's sort of nice, nice game to play when I don't really... Well, I want a bit of a challenge, but I don't really have to do anything particularly active. Um, it is a bit frustrating playing it, and when you... Because you have to... In, in, when, you're, when a mission goes bad, because a bit like Advance Wars, you've probably put quite a bit of time in before it goes bad. And then you're like, ah, bugger, I'm going to have to repeat like the last hour to get to the point where things might go bad again. And then I've finally come across one mission that I actually just have not been able to figure out. I've tried it quite a few times now. Hmm. And it's it's one of those defense missions where you're um, you have you start with limited resources and the enemy doesn't have a base, but units just keep spawning in which is probably my least favorite strategy thing because the oh, units totally. just keep coming thicker and yeah. faster than they would during a normal circumstance. Yeah. And it's just really, really hard to deal with. And there's, there's one of those that I just can't get to grips with because the last wave is just brutal. Uh, and it's also one of those missions where you've got all three, you know, now I've got all three, um, unit types, the ground, sea, and air all going on, where the uh, having to use your limited resources to deal with all of them at once is just yeah, can't I can't quite do it, so I, I might not be doing every mission after all, fortunately it's a side mission, so you know <laughs> don't have to do it to complete the story uh, so there's a bit of that as I said earlier, I went back and played some Overwatch, which was fun. Sweet. Played some CS, which I'm getting better at, I think. My uh, our win, ratio, win ratio remains pretty good of late. And my headshot accuracy is improving. <laughs> I'm having way more... I think I'm having way more fun with CSGO than I ever did, like, at CS before. Oh, cool. That's, I think, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... I don't know why now is the moment I've got into it, but like I always had problems with CS, even when we used to play it back in the day when it was new and, it, and kind of exciting because it was new. Um, but like, like it's it's refined to a point now where I think I finally understand it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a good fun time. 
free to play now as well. So, you know, oh, no great. Excuse. I'm going to say it again. No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> or find its bullet spray weird, which it is. Oh, how so? Well, it's just they've uh, Counter Strike's bullet spray has always been bizarre, yeah. Right, because even though the crosshair has that kind of like um, the Half Life style expansion thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like it starts, yeah. it, you know, supposedly shows your accuracy. It's like where the bullets go is actually kind of nothing to do with that. That's just a, like a vague indication. Yeah. Um, the uh, the guns all follow a specific spray pattern now, like a fixed spray pattern. So it's like you have to know how to pull the gun after you start shooting if you want to sustain a load of fire. And it's so most of the time you're actually shooting quite a lot lower than someone if you're sustaining fire. Like you could shoot below their feet and the spray will just go up. We'll hit them, yeah. And it just looks weird. Like it's always looked weird and it's always felt a bit weird. Like I'd, I'd almost rather have a recoil I have to manage, right? Mm. So the actual view wobbles more and I have to counter for that so it still looks like my crosshairs are over the dude um, yeah spray, spray patterns in CS are strange but they do kind of make sense and you can get kind of get used to them uh, yeah so there's that what else have I been playing oh yeah I played through I played Res Infinite oh the classic <laughs> yeah How's that version of the game? I wouldn't say it's a perfect recreation. All right. But it's pretty close. Um, I mean, Res is Res. It's like it, like pretty much everything about how that game plays is pretty much the same. But the key component of Res is the sound part, right? Yeah. And that's, where you, that's kind of where you have to be picky about this. Um, because I had a problem with Res HD... Because they changed some of the sounds to what to, in some places to something that I thought was out of key. Honestly, it, hmm. they they weren't the same as the original, and uh, like yeah, some some of the enemy just seemed like they were pitched wrong. And so when I got to those certain bits of levels, it was just so jarring to me that it's like no, this this version is wrong. Don't like it at all. Um, and in Infinite, at least, none of those problems exist. Like everything is pitched correctly. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but oh, where I will say there is an issue is that they have changed the balance of certain sounds. Right. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, like, um, the, the, the most obvious example is in, is in the first boss, where between the phases of the boss, it would have a little, you'd, you'd, you'd have a bit of a, an explosion. There'd be a lo- nice little, like, almost an 808 drum fill going into it, like, and it would be like, explode. For a bit, and it explode with like with this vocal that just went wah, <laughs> and uh, but they've really toned that down, and that's super disappointing because that's one of the iconic moments of that boss fight to me. It's like that's the like feel good, yeah, come on, we're getting through this. Yeah, it just go, just explodes into a yeah <laughs> kind of thing, and, the, and that sound is really quiet now. Like it will do the drum fill still. And but instead you'll get like a chord. It will be like blum blum blum. I think it was like always there, but was downplayed. And now that's in the foreground, and the, and the vocal is in the background. And it's like, why why did you do that? That's the wrong way round. That's pretty weird. Yeah, and there's a few moments like that where things just don't feel quite the same. Or and I notice it. Certain sound effects are 
play at different times. Certain hits, when you hit certain enemies, they don't play the same sound that they used to. Um, or they'll play the same sound, but only under certain circumstances. And it's like there are little changes here and there where I'm like, I'm not quite sure why you did that. And I find them a little bit irritating <laughs> because I'm such a fan of the original. Um, and it's probably only because I'm a fan of the original. If you picked it up now as a new player, it wouldn't matter to you, really. It just matters to me because I love that game. Ooh. Well, these are important. <laughs> Gotta have, you know. I mean, it is a reissue, so it's got to be faithful. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're within their rights to make some changes. Yeah, sure. But, but... Well, it's like the other thing, like they don't have the like um, the classic level select screen, and I don't think they had it in Res HD either. Like the classic level select had like a um, like a radial sound graph almost, and you picked which quadrant you wanted to play. But when you picked it, it was like giving you just the beat of that of that level. Right. And, uh, the, the, you know, that was always the thing. It's like, I'm about to go into the level, so I'm getting my little preview beat, and then you hit the button, and it goes, doo, 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 and you get this zooms in, and your guy runs yeah. into the level um, effectively. And it's like, that's that's all gone in this version. Oh, weird. It's like, that's it's just you pick, from the, you pick from the menu, and it goes. Ah, and okay. it's like, that's, why did you change that? that and I think they changed that. Device. That's yeah. That was, that was really cool, all that stuff. And I, I think they changed that in Res HD as well. Right. Like so, it's so it's only the original versions that have that. Um, but man, I did I oh, other thing to be aware of: sound balance uh, wise, it if you're using a five point one setup, it likes to route all of the bass through your subwoofer, and I mean all of it. So, <laughs> on uh, on my default configuration for my system at home the bass was very very heavy mm. um so i had to turn down I, I basically had to turn down my sub um to play it with the correct balance um and i think that's because that's probably what powered the trance vibrator kit oh oh man so if you were using like a rumble suit <laughs> they should reissue that stupid thing well, they sort of. Do you remember when they announced Res Infinite? They made the Res suit that was like an LED covered full body suit that people oh. at E3 could wear. Of course they did. No. No, <laughs> I, I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy cool thing. Um, but I imagine they're just feeding the sub channel into it to do the vibration. So yeah, be careful of that. Uh, you might need to tweak your system to get it to sound right because the bass was far too heavy when I played it. Um, uh, I think it's fine when you're playing it because I've played it through headphones as well and that seems fine. I think it's just the 5.1 mix that you might have a little bit of... a little bit interesting. Uh, but that's not all you get with Res Infinite. It's like you get that Area X thing. Yeah, and that's kind of cool because that's res, but in a different way. It's like a, it's a different res. Like it's not just a new area, but it's a different take on the formula. A little so bit. is this it, meant to be for a, you know, for a? It's sort of VR focused, VR. yeah. But you but you don't need VR. You can play it without. Um, but the VR element is obviously it, like it's it, it's. It's clear that there's there's some element there because you can actually freely move around the space now. 
it's like so you can move forwards and backwards you're not just totally on rails mm. um and i'm not sure it's in like a hundred percent successful but it does mean there are certain areas in this where, where you have to specifically like oh i need to fly towards that thing so i can shoot it um so i can get in range and shoot it basically and then then that will do a thing and then i can do some more things and i can tackle certain fights in different ways but like oh maybe i can tackle it by getting behind these guys and then do things something that way it's like you you could play around with it a bit like that um honestly i think i'd prefer it to just be on rails <laughs> but hey it's a thing they tried and it's interesting it means you can play it at your pace which might be better for vr if you see what i mean like if people are sensitive to vr they might want to slow it down by not moving forwards quite so much like maybe um but they've also changed how the whole thing renders right so it's, it's almost um if you've played tetris effect like you'll get that vibe from area x it's like they, it's particle driven for the most part there aren't so many wireframes going on there's more everything is more built out of like dot lights um which gives it again a different a different look and feel um to the to to, to to res as i know it but it's um but it's not an unwelcome change it looks very pretty it means they can throw a lot more around they do a lot more flashy effects and um like enemies will will phase in through the walls but the, because the walls are particles the walls all sort of move and wobble out of the way as enemies come through them which is kind of cool looking oh cool um uh, and then you play res, basically. <laughs> you shoot at things. Um, the, uh, I guess the obvious biggest problem with Area X is Mizuguchi's current music taste, ah. which since which it's which isn't bad, but everything Mizuguchi does now kind of has this feel about it. Ever since Child Child of Eden. That sort of Genki Rockets um, happy trance, I suppose. <laughs> happy trancey dance music. And this is kind of that. It's like it's that feel. And it's like I, I think I would have liked you to have stuck to the more resi hard trance or <laughs> like early 2000s dance stuff. It's sort of... It, it sort of feels more Child of Eden, Eden and less Res, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of changed over the years, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 it's thematically a bit different, but it's not, it's not all the way Child of Eden, but it's that way. It's, like, it's, just, the, it's just the way the Gooch likes to make music, I think, now. <laughs> the um, Gooch, yeah. Even though most of the Res soundtrack wasn't written by Gooch himself, right? The, the original Res soundtrack was all brought in artists. But because Mizuguchi can do that now, <laughs> he tends to do that now. Uh, yeah, but it's still, I have, it's still a fantastic thing. I love it to bits. I mean, you can't beat Rez, can you? <laughs> no. If I had to critique the original game, the only thing I don't like about the original really is after area five's main level and you get that boss rush and the final boss oh yeah those are kind of those are kind of the weakest bits of the game both yeah, musically true. and gameplay wise 
those are those those aren't great ways to a, a great way a great way yeah. they aren't a great a great why do a I keep saying great a great way they aren't a great way to end that game um which is a shame because area five is brilliant <laughs> it's like i love how that you know that their their version of um oh god who's it is it fear by adam f i think it's that way it's, mm. it's such a um it's a yeah, it's a fantastic track, but the res mix of it in particular is really great, and what they do with it in the game is 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 fabulous, um, especially with their little bits of mixing in California Soul into there as well. It's like oh, it's it's so good. Um, it's a nice longer level as well, and it's uh, yeah. And the, but but if you play Area Five, you have to play the boss wash in the final battle, so you're in for a bit of a slog. They probably should have split that up a little bit more. But anyway, Rez. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and that'll probably do me. Still playing two point. Still there. <laughs> <laughs> How much more do you still have to do? I'm doing that uh, high tech level. Did you do the rundown one then? Oh no, I no, I think I've done the high tech one first. Okay. The run down one's next. Um uh, yeah, so that I, this one I found a little harder actually, like to make the money work this time. I've been like juggling loans for the first half of I'm I'm alright now, I'm swimming in money now. Hmm. But I was having to take out loans and repay them for, you know, just to build rooms that I needed. Uh, so it's the one time the game tested me money-wise, really. I think. Wait, isn't the? I think the rundown level might be the one where you're meant to take loans, isn't it? Or do they already? Do that? <laughs> right, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you, it's like how the, every level before has had its one thing, like the epidemics level or whatever. Hmm. I think there was the level that was the loan level, which I believe was that rundown one. Okay. But, so maybe I'll have trained myself into how to do that. One. Well, maybe. But when I played that run now, it's like I took the one load at the start, the sort of tutorial one, almost, and then I never had money problems again. So <laughs> they didn't really put that much, you know, didn't really design that level that hard towards forcing you into money problems. Hmm. And it's again weird that they were like. We're going to sort of tutorialize the whole concept of loads at the second to last level of the game. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Especially given that the advisor is telling you all the time if you're anywhere near zero money, it's like, oh, perhaps we should take out a loan. Yeah. Not that complex. Not sure well, no, there's literally no, nothing to it, really. It's yeah. like just a, just a single button, almost. <laughs> Pretty much. I think I've... Uh... Found adding copious amounts of smooth jazz and brass as a uh, good move to adding to that soundtrack. <laughs> I might add some Moog cookbook. I think that's my next move. <laughs> Is it Moog or Moog, Dan? Uh, it's technically Moog, but Moog, people say Moog. That's what I thought. Yeah, I always say Moog, but yeah. I think a lot of musicians just say Moog. <laughs> it's quite common to say Moog. Uh, but they're, they're like, no, it's Moog. <laughs> Why not make it M-O-G-U-E then? 
Yeah. It's more like the Borg. music road. Somebody's name, I think. Right? It's nothing. I don't know. It's just Probably. somebody's name. That's how most of these things start, right? Yeah. Music rogues. Oh, I'm gonna call it because I can't cool. think of anything else. Um, I'm still getting started with Animal Crossing. I played some Red Dead too again. Just oh yeah, beginning. Yeah, it felt like it, but yeah, nothing new to say there. It's just nice playing the, you know, how dark that story gets. So it's nice being at the start. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the happy band of thieves. I thought, mm, can I get to the point where like. I haven't fucked everything up in the first town and they don't all hate me. <laughs> I can sort of wander around doing some cunting or something. <laughs> I killed the legendary bear in that first mission where it introduces you to it, which is fucking hard to do. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, so, I think but, I did that. Yeah, but then you've, you you don't know what the where the tanner is at that point, so you've got nowhere to take the actual... Uh... Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it doesn't penalize you for that. But it's like, well, it introduces you to this bear. And then if you actually kill it, you get the thing, but you don't know what to do with it. So it doesn't really introduce everything in the right order. But never mind. Yeah, I forget how the game handles that because it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't say you're right. It doesn't penalize you, but I don't know how you. I think, I think once you've got you in an the inventory pelt. that the trapper has or something. Yeah, I don't think you can actually lose the pelt of legendary animals once you've got it. Once you've got it, I think yeah. it, even if it disappears, like you've still technically done it. It's just a bit weird given the focus on realism for everything else in the game, where you physically have to take things places and stuff. Oh yeah, and it encourages you to take the pelt to the trapper still, even when it's a legendary. So it's. Yeah. Oh, it does, but like you don't know what the trapper is at that because it's right at the start of the game. So it's like, well, not right at the start, but you know, pretty close. A few yeah. hours in, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I need to like for Animal Crossing. I need to like make myself play it every day, but I've just been getting distracted by work. Basically, what I need to do is like because I you end up working like past five thirty or six. <laughs> so I need to be like, must play Animal Crossing from six for like an hour or something. Well, the, the, the real problem with Animal Crossing for like normal schedules is like, you know, the shop the shops close at nine and ten. <laughs> right, exactly. Like that's when I'd be playing like normally. Like that's the only time oh, I've what? got left in the day. So I always imagined that if I if I ever was going to play it, which I don't think I will, but like. Uh, it would be like, a, oh, I'll be lying in bed kind of playing it as like right. the last thing I do then in the day. Like everyone's asleep. <laughs> presumably. Yeah. And if you want to sell shit, you even sell it in the sell box that only gives you 80% value or you keep the shit until tomorrow morning. <laughs> so what do you do, Zeg, with your sleep schedule? Do you have to like wake up, play Animal Crossing? and then... Yeah, I just do it in the morning. Right. <laughs> morning. Quite unquote morning. <laughs> Sometimes morning. <laughs> well, that's even more annoying because, you know, like... If you if you want to buy the turnips, they are they're only on sale on Sunday morning. Right. So you have to get up. <laughs> you have to get up on Sunday morning to play Animal Crossing. Oh man. So this is why I'm not so sure, but I will because everyone's got awesome stuff in this game and it's like, well, yeah, I don't seem to have any more time in quarantine land than I did before. <laughs> there definitely should be a gap in the evening that you can get through. Well, like the, the thing stuff. is, I've got these like HelloFresh things, which is great, especially in quarantine. But like, mm. I, it takes me like an hour to cook. Yeah. So, um, uh, so like, if I then then 
I tend to like, I tend to have a break after work, but where, I, but what I need to do is immediately play Animal Crossing instead of going on YouTube for half an hour or whatever. Um, mm. And, uh, or, or looking at the fucking news, which is a bad idea. Um, yeah. 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 That's my plan is like make myself play Animal Crossing for, and maybe even outside, like yeah, go but... in the garden and play Animal Use Crossing. Use the Switch. Yeah. So that's why yeah, I'm yeah. actually going to switch. Uh, so I find it a couple of times, but you still have to find the shady part of your garden because that screen's not that good. Well, most of my garden is shady, to be honest. You, the, the only bit oh, that sorry. has the light at the end of the day is the deck at the end of the garden because it's kind of okay. the, the lights behind the uh, the sun's behind the house at that point. Uh, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah, that's the only time. So I'm going to try and do that, but I'm never going to have a. I'm going to be like in a tent for for weeks. I'm sure, knowing me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, different kind. Well, of I can now. I can theoretically give you all the fruit because we we finally <laughs> managed to get hold of apples. Apples is the one time. I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> you would have been useful like a week or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Because <laughs> somehow no one else we knew had apples, so we just we had everything else but not apples. I had apples, and then I restarted the game because I wanted to change the name of the town, and then I had right. apples again. <laughs> so presumably it's like attached to my user or something. Well, maybe. maybe I don't know. I don't know. You were definitely meant to be able to re-roll that by just restarting. It's ridiculous how short the names of the towns have to be. Like you can't put anything in there. Anyway, you, well, can you just I mean, call it Bum Town. Yes, you can because that's eight letters. <laughs> That'll fit. <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I mean, Ass Town much... is the name of my friend's podcast about Animal Crossing, so <laughs> which I would check out. If you listen to it, Zach, no, you must. You must. It's. It's. I mean, it's ridiculously well produced compared to. <laughs> other podcasts i might mention such as this one (laughs) (laughs) but just but just because it's like put together like a whole like this american life or something like this you know uh but i would definitely check it out my i i finally got steven to um listen to it and he loves it so yeah shout out to astown from high score club find it on uh, itunes or wherever you get your podcasts wherever you get this podcast that you're listening to right now it probably has it it's probably in the same place straight to your ears yeah but that all those episodes were made before the new animal crossing came out um so but i'm sure there will be even more of an ass town now Hmm. (laughs) old ass town exactly and i pop up in one of the episodes playing a part <laughs> so listen out for my voice are you tom look <laughs> no i'm 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 myself in my flat but the um uh sort of well you can tell me what it is animal crossing kind of home inspection team have come in yeah to check out my flat and i'm like what the fuck is doing in my flat <laughs> they don't come in during the day they come in at like 6am while you're still right. asleep <laughs> there you go that's the trick <laughs> and actually I think it's. I think when you get to it in New Horizons it's not implied that they don't even actually go in your house they just look in the windows oh okay <laughs> which is kind of more creepy almost <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty dodgy <laughs> right thought you were going to say like they hack your nook phone or something and just get the video off it <laughs> everyone everyone's house actually has security cameras built in you just don't know yeah 
Nook doorbells. It's a nook nook. Oh, and I guess the other thing that we played is uh, Return of the Obra Dinn for like a short time. So yep. check out that video when that come, comes on. Uh, uh, if it's like up quality enough to actually upload. I don't know, I'm, Rob. I mean, it's ropey. We need to work on that. Okay. Uh, we should do some more of that, though. Hell yeah, I'm up for doing more of that. That was interesting. Yeah. And um, there's some good videos up. The Fez one's really interesting, so check that one out. Um, any more videos coming up? No, no, just that. That'll, that's yeah. all scheduled to go up next so, weekend. So we have the schedule. So check that out next weekend, and we'll be back the following weekend with another salad cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.